Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, Maureen Welch, Managing Director for JLL's consulting team, and Rebecca Semanik, Marketing Director at JLL, discuss the importance of change management during a time of constant transformation. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining the What's Next podcast with Cornet Global. I am Rebecca Simonic, and I am sitting here at the Cornet Global Summit in Anaheim, California, with Maureen Welsh, a managing director on JLL's consulting team. Uh, we are going to be talking about one of the biggest topics here at Cornet and affecting commercial real estate today, and it is change. So before we dive right into it, Maureen, tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. I actually have 10 years industry experience, so I'm not what some people consider a career consultant. So I have 10 years of industry experience, but I do have 20 years of management consulting, uh, focused on the built environment, and primarily before joining uh, JLL, which I joined this summer, I had my own independent practice, and um, also I was came out of big four. Great. Yeah, so lots of experience with change, both personally and professionally. Exactly, and change can be defined in many different ways. It's a very, or change or transformation, you know, whichever word you want to choose. It can be as a result of a merger and acquisition, a globalization. Um, You know, change is just uh, pervasive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Maureen, I think that's just a great way to to start here. Change is seems like it's the only constant these days, right? And the, the pace of change just seems to only continue to accelerate. Um, tell me a little bit about what you're calling the area of always on transformation or always on change. What is what is really happening right now that is is forcing this kind of perpetual state of motion that we're in. So we used to, it's not just the velocity of change. So we all know, everybody knows that there's, we're unprecedented change and, and not just it's the type of change. It's very disruptive. But it's also, it's not episodic. It doesn't start and end and then another one. It is much more continuous. So I like to think of change, it's not an event. It's not an episode. Mm -hmm. It's more of a state of being. And that state of being is perpetual. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Make, you know, taking that and making it relevant here for the Cornet Global audience. These these organizations have large corporate real estate teams. Tell me a little bit about how this area of constant perpetual change. How is it impacting corporate real estate? Well, we used to think of change management as a specialty function. And if you needed uh, change management expertise, if you had a program or a project, you would call your HR folks and they would contract for these change management specialists. And there's still absolutely a need for change management as a specialty. But in addition, we need to embed change change management Mm -hmm. Uh, capabilities within the corporate real estate organizations. And I mean that at three different levels. We sometimes, when we think of change management, we go right to the implementation. And sometimes we forget to uh, focus on what caused the change. And it's often a change in strategy. So change management and transformation at the broadest is there's a strategic element, that strategy is then translated into a program, then you get into implementation. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Maureen. Yeah, that sounds really complex. If I'm a corporate real estate team, 
what skills and new capabilities do I need to be thinking about to help my organization navigate through this sort of always-on transformation state? I think it's actually easier to focus not so much on the skills and the capabilities, but on your point of view. Okay. So what we're finding is um, JLL, we've done the Future of Work Global CRE study, and we have a concept called future fit organizations for mm -hmm. CRE, and that only comprises 20% of CRE organizations. And those that are future fit, meaning ready, resilient, um, in the most ability to adjust to change, mm -hmm. one of the core foundational uh, concepts is that they're cross-functional. So it's to not look at corporate real estate through a very narrow lens. Mm. It's to look at it through a much broader cross-functional lens, most often supporting a higher level, enterprise level initiative. Mm. Okay. So with that sort of lens around broadening beyond corporate real estate, do you see the corporate real estate function evolving to be more integrated with HR, IT, finance? and uh, less kind of siloed in the future? I do, but before I go there, I want to acknowledge that, yes, we need to integrate with HR and IT, but we need to integrate first within corporate uh, real yes. estate. Historically, corporate real estate has been, funct has been functionally organized. Mm -hmm. You have a, a group that is focused in facilities, a group that is focused in construction, mm -hmm. and that was wise at the time. Right. Um, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, those competencies and capabilities were very inconsistent. Mm -hmm. And by organized by function, we lifted up mm -hmm. uh, to a minimum level of capability. However, now in a state of constant change where that change requires multifunctional teams, I actually challenge the way we think of structuring organizations. I actually, I don't even like the word organization structure mm -hmm. because it feels really rigid to me. Mm -hmm. It feels inflexible. It doesn't feel agile. I, I prefer the concept organizational construct because really what we're talking about, you need some structure, but what the key is really about connections. So it's connections internally and with our HR and IT partners. Mm -hmm. And I would even take it further. So to break down the walls, we should, we all have read surveys, we've all talked about surveys that purpose is the most important uh, concept for retention and for recruiting, actually. And if we can organize our corporate real estate teams around programs and initiatives and, and teams, that gives individuals purpose. So purpose is important, it's always important, mm -hmm. but it's particularly important during times of change. People need to be part of a group. They need to affiliate mm -hmm. and they need to feel a sense of purpose and fitting in. Hmm. Do you feel like this state of perpetual transformation is really going to challenge the way CRE organizations have always been organized? What you were just speaking about is really sort of a newer way of thinking that sort of challenges the status quo. Do you see that that's going to just continue to, to grow in the future? I, I think that the most progressive organizations are already focused around 
certain initiatives. And, and the most popular one, which is the one we're here at Coronet to talk about, is human experience. Mm -hmm. So human experience is, is, is one of the major uh, initiatives, but there are others, there are others. So I like to think that this is um, an emerging trend that we'll, we will see more and more of. Hmm. Maureen, you talked a little bit about just the state of our, uh, just the state of our economy and the state of our our business climate these days, where everything is changing all the time. And the state of the, the I'm going to start over there. Mm -hmm. Maureen, you talked a little bit about earlier how the the always on transformation and the velocity of change is only going to increase. Call me a little bit of a pessimist here, but. Does that mean we should even plan for change in the future at all? If we know everything's going to be changing, you know, constantly and very quickly, should we even plan for the future these days? So it's kind of why bother, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Why bother, why bother planning if you know it's going to change? Right. Well, I look at planning as a, it's a preparatory uh, kind of condition. So I, I always know that when I create a plan, it's going to change. That's actually why I create the plan. So I don't create a plan to follow it. Mm. I create a plan because it forces me to think about the dependencies. It forces me to think about the timing. It forces me to think about the stakeholders that I need to engage because when there's a change, and there will be, it's just a matter of when, I've already thought through it. So planning actually from is a way to become more agile. It's not a way to um, ignore that change will happen. For, for me, it's a way to prepare for change. If mm -hmm. you've already thought it out, you already know where the detours are. Mm -hmm. You already know how to, um, you've already thought through what some of the likely scenarios. I think of a plan as, um, I will say this, the planning now is more around thinking through various scenarios. So it's a little bit enhanced. Mm -hmm. um, so not just thinking one way to do it. So it's proactively thinking through what could happen and what could make us go in another direction. Hmm. Maureen, one of the things that you just spoke about was how corporate real estate plans need to be agile. We absolutely should be planning, but just with the expectation that things are going to ebb and flow and change. So can you tell me a little bit more of what does an agile corporate real estate plan look like? I would say that an agile plan has um, version control on it. Mm. And so it's something that you know is going to change, but just because it's going to change, you still have to manage it. So it's not so much, it's the planning function that changes. So uh, you've heard the term, I'm sure, fail early and mm -hmm. fail often. Yeah. The plan is the same way. You are mm -hmm. going to take a detour. So if, if something needs to be shifted, you shift and you just version control and you move mm -hmm. on. You don't hold on to that past plan. It was a point in time given the data that you had. Right. So the whole process of planning is a little bit different. And, you know, again, so what that means, that means sharing the plan with a cross-functional team. So it means that the planner doesn't have the only view of the plan, mm -hmm. that planning and managing a plan, you have a leader, but managing through a plan is a team event. Mm -hmm. It's a cross-functional team event. 
Great. Thanks, Maureen. This new uh, state of always-on transformation and constant change, how, the, how do people start navigating through this? What best practices should we be thinking about so that we can be really successful in this new state of always-on transformation? So a, a couple of things. One is around communication, and we talked mm -hmm. about that concept of connection. So the communication needs to be often, and it needs to be broad-based, yep. and it's to keep the whole team in the loop. And again, it's sometimes you don't have the answers. It's to be able to have a willingness to communicate even when you don't have all the answers. So it's sharing what you know, acknowledging what you don't know, mm -hmm. but agreeing that collectively as a team, you will move through something. So communication is king, yep. or communication is key. Another is to take a programmatic view. And when you look at, I mentioned um, strategy, mm -hmm. program, and then implementation. Often when we see large initiatives fail, sometimes you might think it's because there wasn't a strategy. Often there's a strategy, but people too quickly jump to implementation. Mm -hmm. It's that middle layer. It's, um, it's the programmatic piece that is really quite critical. It's the ability to translate the strategy into a global program that provides guidance so that when you get to the project level, you can have the individual nuances that are required, um, either due to culture or a region or something specialized, but to still be true to the program. Mm -hmm. So that's another, is take mm -hmm. a programmatic mm -hmm. view. The uh, um, another key uh, we've we've talked through it, but it may as we may as well be explicit, mm -hmm. is to engage employees early and often. Mm -hmm. People don't want change done to them; um, they're more inclined to jump on if they're part of the decision uh, from the beginning to the end. And then, lastly, celebrate progress, not just success. Mm -hmm. And I might even go further. Celebrate failure, because <laughs> darn it, you can learn from failure. So just, you know, focus on the end game, but be willing to take a breath. What new information has changed? How did we do this? Um, uh, why did we fail? Mm -hmm. And how can we learn from it? But also, when we do have, you know, the progress, let's celebrate. Mm -hmm. Let's celebrate. Maureen, with this state of always on transformation and constant change, I have to ask the question, why? What is the purpose of all of this change and what benefit does it bring it? Please tell me there's a there's an upside here. There's absolutely an upside. Um, I referenced our Future of Work Global Study mm -hmm. and I referenced the concept of the future fit organization mm -hmm. and future fit organizations embrace change. And there is is and, and we've seen it that and you can argue is it causation or is it correlation? Mm -hmm. But either way those organizations that we identified as future fit, they grew at a much higher rate over a period between 2015 and 2018. They grew at a rate of 31%, where those that were not considered future fit grew at a much lower rate, at 19%. Mm. So, you know, there's a, there's a nuts and bolts part to this um, that, you know, to, to make the business case. So, it's the case for change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this 
this always on transformation. It's not just good for creating new ideas and being more agile. It's also just absolutely helps your business grow, right? Absolutely, and I'm glad that um, uh, you just triggered a thought. The the other, an underlying part of change is really around innovation. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the teams that win, the organizations, the enterprises that win are those that are simultaneously embracing change and innovation. So those things go hand in hand, and those are the ones that win. Perfect, thank you. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.